What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hollywood Already Did It, your podcast for movie reboots, remakes, sequels, adaptations, and anything else that's technically been done before to see why we keep doing it and if there's anything new to mine from these old, old ideas. As always, I'm your host, Blake Schultz, and with me is Terrence Tatum. Hello, everyone. And it is a, the spooky season is upon us. We're watching mm. Jack-O-Lanterns rot again in theaters <laughs> as Halloween Kills comes. And that's, you know, we saw it happen practically 40 years ago. We saw it in reverse practically. Kills had a bunch of fun ones. And now for some reason, we have one folding outwards like some spirograph. I don't know why this was the evolution of that trope, but that's how this movie kicks off. <laughs> Uh, so buckle in. It is time to talk about the third and final in David Gordon Green's requel to the Halloween franchise. Still don't know what to call this. Yeah. Second requel, the fourth <laughs> timeline, I believe. Where is my Halloween Kills multiverse movie? <laughs> um, so uh, what did you think, Terrence? Yeah. So there's a lot to unpack on this one. Um let me start off with the beginning of this trilogy. I did really enjoy the the first uh, of David Gordon Green's films. Uh, I liked it quite a bit. The second one, not so much. I did not like that at all. Uh, we can have a fun drinking game about how many times that evil dies tonight, but I did not enjoy that film whatsoever. So this one, I went in with low expectations. I was like, ah, cool, whatever. This isn't going to, whatever. Um, and somehow it still managed to not meet those low expectations. There are some things about this that I do thoroughly enjoy and there's a lot that i just question and i'm very confused by i think the third act of this film is brilliant i think it's when it gets into its its bag and it's it's great uh but you have about two acts of this that are slow confusing and i understand the message that david gordon green is trying to say he's basically saying with the second one all the violence has had an effect on this the, the town this one generationally violence and whatnot has had an effect i get that it's just not hand handled correct or or very well it's kind of messy um and i think the, the character of Corey, um as we'll get into this a little bit how you feel about this movie is made or made or break on on whether or not you accept Corey's story um and for me it it doesn't work it's very messy there are parts of it that i i i get um but because both it is slow and methodical and it is not very entertaining it is just kind of a, a a chore to get through it's just like oh my god when are we getting to the good stuff um and so and until that third act hits i'm like ah this is what i'm here for and so i sat here the entire movie like yeah i know this is halloween i get with we i know the original conceit of halloween as a whole was like maybe we should make these anthology movies and they sort of did that with season of the witch which wasn't well received before but now is um but the difference between <laughs> Season of the Witch and this is that Season of the Witch didn't have any of the primary characters in it. Michael Myers wasn't in it. Laurie wasn't in it. All of the old characters were gone. I think this movie may have conceded, probably worked a little bit better had we taken Laurie Allison and Michael out and just did the story about this and then maybe put Michael in the back end. Because you didn't and because this is the final part of this trilogy, I kind of just like, ah. It's better than Kills, but still not good. Ooh, better than Kills. That's a, that's a... <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Stuff happens and kills because I, I agree with everything you said and it, it does. It breaks my like, I don't know, I guess a cardinal rule of like a movie where I'm like, I'm just bored mm -hmm. and I saw it on Peacock 
because uh, I was out of town and then came and was like, I'll just do this. And the whole time I was like, I'm so glad I'm not in a theater because I'm just like frustrated and yeah. restless and like just uh, you're a step ahead of this movie every single piece of it. And we're doing like film school rule breaking where we're like, he leaves a knife in the beginning and then we like pan to, I was like, no, we see the knife. We don't need, or like really weird stuff. Like the, the banister is lit like this Hitchcock movie, but you're still sort of like, okay, but like there's too many shadows now. I understand that you're trying to do something with this, but like, where is the light even coming from? And I, I said this and my roommate was like, well, if that's bothering you, like buckle up. <laughs> um because you're right a lot of interesting ideas that we'll get really really more into but i was like everything they presented didn't go anywhere there were not nearly enough scares or tense moments or tension in general and these characters weren't interesting and it's it's very interesting to look at a franchise that has taken it upon itself to retroactively elevate a movie that didn't need elevating in the first place yeah it's the blueprint anyway without without anything else halloween the original is the blueprint of all horror films because you can like you can dissect halloween a thousand ways from to sunday and people talk a lot about women violence babysitting well all of these things and john carpenter for years has been like it's just a slasher movie like there's this isn't some a24 everything means something i have something to say i just wanted to do this and now 2018 did such a good job of imposing like oh it's about the trauma mm -hmm. and the first one is like we're going to follow Jamie Lee Curtis's trauma and how her family doesn't believe it and how she thinks she's protecting them. And then it turns out that like, she was right, but she also was ready. The trauma didn't beat her. It, she prepared for this. And then, oh, the town's trauma and the city and how it makes you crazy. And now we're doing this like, I don't know, generational, yeah. I guess. Um it, it, we've almost sort of like left the trauma behind. And this movie is now like, actually the town pushes you. And I was like, well, does it? Cause your first one was about how the town was traumatized by an event. So you've done that, but now you're positing that society traumatizes people. Now you're on some Joker kick. Yeah. Where you're like, actually, the Joker could have been a good person, but we did this. And it's like, no, because like the movie, the conceit of the movie, I guess spoilers, I suppose, is like Corey's babysitting. The kid does a prank. The prank goes wrong. The kid in the most like comically violent way, Corey is screaming. He's locked in a closet. The kid is pretending Michael Myers is there. He has stolen the kitchen knife that if, if you didn't catch it, we panned to it. So you really understood that it was there and important. Um, Corey's locked in a closet, kicking it down, screaming, I'm going to kill you. The parents come home, hear him say that he's going to kill their son. Correct. And then, and then he manages to kick down the door, which let's just start with property damage before we get into all the <laughs> other crimes. We've entered a room where the uh, supervising adults, the guardian of the minor is screaming violent death threats uh, and then is destroying property. 
And then incidentally, somehow, I don't know how the kid was holding this knife. The knife has been pushed into his chest and the kick was also hard enough to knock this child over a banister that the movie films as if they're living in like a hotel and there's just, it's so weird. I was like, like, what are they getting my Hitchcock bag in right now? He even the shadow at one point makes Corey look like Hitchcock presents. And that's what I was like, okay, David, (laughs) now we're on some black phone. The kid is dressed like the it kid. And I'm just tired of all of you. And I get it. Black phone is at least a Steven. We there's connections to Stephen King and all this. I understand. I'm tired. I'm tired (laughs) of you putting nostalgia from other movies in your movie. Yeah. Don't do it. Smile at no point was like, hey, remember the ring? That was a good time, We're right? We're doing the ring. <laughs> like at no point was someone like, man, this is like that movie with that girl in the video. Like they just had a movie. <laughs> like just yeah. make a movie. Balls. And it like explodes in front of the parents. And I just started laughing. I was it's, like, it's, it's, it's like scary movie over the top comical. It like it, it is. is just so, I was like, I should never be laughing at a child dying on a screen. That's, but if, but it, like, come but on. If you, but if you have that reaction or if you're even possible to have that type of reaction, then they failed at their, what they were trying to, to do. Like they didn't do this correctly enough or with enough. I actually think it would have been better to not even show the kid. Like you, you, he falls and you just don't show it. You see the parents reaction. That would have just have him get stabbed with a knife. Then having this comical, like his body bleeds, folds over, flips over, and you just see blood squirting all over. Like oh, that's that's funny. That's no longer you. You've no longer you passed the point of horror, and you've now gone into parody. Yeah, you're yeah, you're, you're now like minutes. satirizing yeah the original Halloween's opening with Michael and his sister, mm-hmm. like. And then we just have to parallel everything. Now Corey has a house just like Michael does to go to. At one point he's sleeping exactly where the kid was killed. He's become the, he's somehow been acquitted. Let's somehow he got a good enough lawyer. At the very least involuntary manslaughter should have been a part of that. that, that, He kicked out a door and made a verbal threat of assault. (laughs) Let's just start there. (laughs) There's a child dead because. Had the kid even survived. Yeah, he would be a, in he's trouble. Least, he's a para, yeah, he's paraplegic at that point. Yeah. And then, yeah, the rest of the movie does this weird, like, anti-superhero arc where now Corey has to, like, find Michael who's living in a cave and, like, bring victims to him. We learn that this homeless guy's on some Under the Silver Lake kick where he's mm-hmm. been bringing victims to Michael. The homeless guy wants the mask. Corey kills him by accident, throws the knife away as if that's a great way to hide a murder weapon. And then has his like spider bite moment where suddenly he doesn't need glasses. He has better posture and his hair has gone from like the nerd to like, I'm a sexy James Dean motorcycle riding bad boy. It is. It's like a bad season of Dexter. I think for me, the, point because it's weird because this movie does tries to do two things it wants like hey let's feel sorry for for Corey, and then at the same time like realize that he's sort of he's the violent uh beacon of what's happening from this point on but he gets bullied he gets teased he gets all of this on a lot of that because he did murder a child but the part where i just completely lost it with this movie is when the movie can't figure out if it wants to be supernatural or not 
And it goes, it, it keeps doing these wide swings from, from back and forth. So when Michael meets Corey in, in the sewer and chokes him out and then just starts staring at his eye, and there's this weird eye thing. He sees his entire not, life. <laughs> it is not clear if there's a transference of power or if there's a transfer, like, oh, I can see that you've been bullied. I don't know what the fuck that means. And I'm just sitting here like, I, I'm out. I'm now done with this. <laughs> you've, you've lost me. Yeah. And then we throw in some Maz Kanata. You see the same <laughs> eyes in different people with Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Is like, those were Michael's eyes. And I was like, okay, I know that in the last one, we did some like nonsense where the town was killing him. Man. And then, yeah, yeah he's, he's not really a like man. Yeah. Every time he kills, he ascends. Yeah, he woke so, up like the Undertaker and rose up and start beating. Yeah, people. yeah, the first person that he brings him, Michael kills him and then like shakes and heals. And yeah, I was he like, like, powers up. It's yeah, like, he just took a, like some uh, Goku. Mush- like, yeah. I, more <laughs> for Mario. It's like, I'm back. Yeah, I was like, okay, so now you might as well just bring the paganism back. You might as well because if because if you're gonna do a grounded Halloween Michael Myers, he's just a man. We should have killed him in the last movie, correct? Like, and then just have this be a story about Corey. Michael's yeah. not even here. Uh, yeah, cool. I would, but, but this is the this is the you're slasher totally... movie problem where we keep having to be like, no, there was a pole in the ground and the lightning hit and Jason woke up. Yeah, and it's like fine, I guess. You're towing this weird line where I think they would have been better either A, had they killed Michael and just taken him off the board, or remove the Strodes and kind of just have this being yeah. a Corey past Michael type of situation. Because it's, past Corey. you know, it's called Halloween Ends. We might as well have ended it. Yeah. And just been like, actually, like, then you can do your generational trauma thing, have the cycle repeat itself, and have this kid do it. Because it also sort of implies... That like Michael killing his sister was an accident. Because yeah. the whole time I was like, is he trying to suggest that like he's like Corey. Michael's normal? Right. And he's that like, Corey like and Corey's was an accident. So was Michael's was an accident too. And he's a normal guy that then just got kind of beat up by the system. Right. I was like, he's now trying to avoid the Rob Zombie movies by telling us everything. <laughs> yeah. And do something new. Which requires him to tell us something. So we're left with this like Friday the 13th part five copycat killer meets Sam Raimi's Spider-Man that also is supposed to end in the epic showdown of Laurie Strode and Michael Myers as if they're Batman and the Joker. We're supposed to tie all of this together. Right. Like I and it, because because I started off here with his first film, I have to do all of I have to get there at some point in the end of this film. And then it's an Easter movie. And it turns out that Michael's been in a cave and he's literally ascending. Oh my God. And he finally, he finally leaves his cave and then we crucify him. And not just like some Neo blows up into space thing. No, they actually. Lori impales his hand into one, (laughs) impales his other hand in the other. And then Allison stabs him in the chest Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And then, and then they, we do an inverted carrying of the cross up and the town the follows him to be watch. thrown in a shredder. I was like, <laughs> where's Casey Jones going? Oops. Oops. Like, we just, like, what are we? I was like, there's no way that we just inverted the like crucifixion story, which like lit- would have been 
going up, being crucified, taken down, put in the cave, come back, ascends into heaven. And instead we're in the cave, get crucified, (laughs) get shredded. And I was like, am I doing more work than David Gordon Green? Or does he think he's a genius? I also (laughs) do love in that moment that the cops are so inept and so much care about like, hey, let's go ahead and crucify and and shred this guy that there's still a dead body in the Strode's home. Like Corey's body is still just hanging out there and no one's doing a damn thing It's also amazing that like the town decided this was okay. Like (laughs) this is in their town charters somewhere. Like, and you know, if we ever get Michael, Here's what we're going to do. Here's the thing. We were all planned it out. The sheriff's going to come and say, nope, you know, we've got going. this giant shredder. <laughs> oh man. Like what a doozy. And so then, what, yeah, that's, I mean, and that's the movie. For you know? me, with all of those issues, I actually still enjoy a good portion of this. Like I said, the third act. Yeah. The biggest problem that I've had with this movie and I just can't, I can't shake it. Allison's characterization is completely she's a terrible human being and she's not the same person that was in the first two films right and i'm sitting here like this is you've literally changed her character only to fit what it is you're doing as opposed to doing the work to get her there and i i don't accept that i don't respect that i don't accept that it's wrong and i think that's because we don't really address judy greer yes so like we kind of it it feels like there's another movie missing because we sort of ignore where we would have left off time jump and part of this is covid right i'll i'll assume and then we're like new character new story but we still promised you the showdown and i was like well the showdown once Corey gets the mask on and just slaughters wish.com's riverdale cast it's great (laughs) for like 15 minutes i'm like this is awesome we do this she calls the cops to pretend a suicide threat said and then shoots Corey and does the like all right fine you came to kill me kill me right i was like this is awesome now we're here but we do all that work with Corey for michael to just like snap his neck and i was like i get it i don't want michael to talk i don't need exposition but like at least have Corey say something like even we did this before and it turned out that the guy like was letting michael go at least he was like you said i could watch yeah and i was like okay so like let's do something like that again but then we're doing the same thing we already did we're right back in it For, for me allison is weird because like she after a while is realizing that yeah, Corey, there is something wrong with Corey, and like Corey has murdered these people, and she's she's aware of it. She even comes in at the end and says it, but she's still willing to go with him, which doesn't make sense to me, considering that a person just like Corey murdered your mother. Like I, I don't, yeah. I don't <laughs> well, and and that's where, um, when we talk about the why are we doing this, and we kind of get into the like the meat, in air quotes, of the movie. Uh, there's so many things that I'm like. Oh, there was a lot. There was a really big try to make this relevant, new, interesting, and like make you think a bit. And I don't know if that's why anyone goes to Halloween movies, but I get it. Like every movie, even by accident, has a theme. Like John Carpenter has been like, Halloween's not about that, but it's like, I don't know. It's a lot of like preteens have sex and break these rules and die. die. I think that you, (laughs) you maybe accidentally put more in there and like, we can all pull things out of it. And that's the fun part of movies and analysis. And is this just a fun slasher or are we doing something here? And it starts off for me because I think we were all worried that this was going to be a time jump COVID 
movie in a very literal COVID-19 is happening in Haddonfield, Illinois, and Michael Myers is back. And it's not. And instead you do this like fake news, misinformation DJ in the beginning, and then we kill him. And I was like, okay, I don't hate this. Because if you had made him some like Joe Rogan, Ben Shapiro peddler of of just like trying to rile people right, up right. and the radio stations only in Haddonfield and he's like interviewing victims from Halloween kills and everyone's like, no, you know what I saw is that like Lori tried to get us to go get this innocent guy and then Michael shows up. I don't know, man. Like you could have made it like less about the town being evil and more about like disinformation causes us to do like, and then bring that back into trauma of like, and here's what that does to the people around you. And also, I think gives you a disinformation also gives you a reason for Allison to kind of act the way she does. If she's getting stuff fed to her, like she's already, she's in, she's hurt, she's in pain. You start feeding her that stuff. That makes more sense for her to be like, all right, that's why I'm getting on this end. Um, yeah, I actually kind of would buy that more. Yeah, and then his death, because like we cut his tongue out, and I was like, you know what, I'm a sucker for a good like. We're going to kill this, whatever your sin is. Oh, like Dexter does it. Most serial killer stories do it where it's like, oh, you some saw bullshit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, you all your yeah. life, you were a podcaster and now you must lose your the very hours. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, great. But we didn't really do any of that work. And he no. didn't ever do it to Corey. So for Corey to do it and take his tongue out is like, okay, we could have made we could have picked things from the last two, three years, put them in this movie as like a backdrop, had Corey be bad right away, a twist that his story isn't like Michael's, that he this was all an accident, mm -hmm. and Michael's also showing up to get his mask back. We could yeah. have just put the third act at the top and it been like, I don't know, man, people are dying again. But like, who's to say there's not just like 15 Michael Myers is now like who'd, who we don't even know what's real. Like if you could have done some weird like scream thing where they are like little ghost faces ever. We've made it an icon now. And like right. who even knows like what's happening? Yeah, I think that actually would play better for me if he was like he was a quasi quote unquote copycat. But we get the reveal like this: the opening sequence comes back in the middle of the film, and like, oh crap, he wasn't. The yeah, world made him this way. We we bigged him up to be this beacon of evil, but he was actually just a normal kid that made a mistake. And, and then you could have, when Michael kills him and get his mask back, you could have had some other character just be like, he wasn't even the boogeyman. Yeah, like you could have had that like a more cathartic moment. And then your whole third act could have just been back to basics. Michael's on his rampage. Crucify him, I guess. But I, it's like every kind of thread in the movie has that where I'm like, man, we're really trying to do this. Like the town is evil, but Michael did just kill his sister. And I was like, it's been a while. And I, I was trying to remember, I was like, is there ever anything in one of the Halloween movies, that's like, oh, it was because of this. And I was like, I think he just picks up the knife and stabs it her. It just goes, yeah. Like, I, I'm pretty sure, I don't remember if they were ever like, oh, well, you know, his parents or something. And thank God we didn't go back and add some scene like that. Where it was yeah. like, actually, he heard his dad saying he, he was going to kill the daughter. And so Michael just did it to get his dad's respect. Like, I think for the the horror icons, like the, the Freddy, 
even though they tried to explain Freddy, but Freddy's Jason's and, and Michael Myers, I think it's okay if they're just evil. Like we like all we right. talk. We talk about that a lot on this yeah. show, where I'm like, sometimes the bad character has to just be bad. Yeah, I like a relatable character, but sometimes it just has to be like Norman Osborn's Green Goblet is just evil. These jokers, yeah, they're just they're just evil. That's how they that that's what makes that work. Yeah, yeah. like every now and you're like, no, it's it's just good versus evil. We don't always have to have an Anakin Skywalker giant redemption right. moment. Um. And I was like, okay, so I get it. Generational trauma mirroring these other movies. But you also never really told me why Michael just would go to the Myers house and stare out the window. So for now, Corey to come back and like right. sleep where the kid died, we can kind of connect the dots and be like, this is where he killed his sister, I guess. But then again, you're like, well, is this a direct parallel or is this like an inverse? Because if it's a direct parallel, you're now implying that like we could have saved all these people right you're on some spider-man no way home like well we can fix doc ock like which is a very different story mm -hmm. and it's the same thing with even like the 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 bible imagery a part of you is like this could work really well but you're just kind of like choosing parts of the story and the imagery that you want Let's instead together yeah instead yeah. of like there's no like there is, there are no apostles for Michael Myers. There's no Judas. There's no, the, there's no like the town. Cause even in that story, it's like, they said Jesus was bad and did this. So I was like, are we even now trying to be like, see, Yeah. we will all, and I'm like, well, you can't, mm, this is weird. Like you're trying to do some like inverted Jesus story. And I don't even like it when we do it in Superman or the matrix. So like, let's just not do it. Yeah. But so many little things in the movie like that, that I just was like, man, what a, what an almost great idea. What an almost, even the dad being like, I was going to go forgive him and talk to him, but he was already like gone. I love that scene. That was great. Him talking to them was like, yeah. And I, and I, and I saw the look, the look in his eye and I saw him. I knew that kid. I was like, I knew it was a mistake. I knew he was a good kid. And then I passed by him recently and I'm like, He's a different, that's not him. That's not the same guy that babysat my kid. That's not him who was in the courtroom with him. I was like, oh, that's a cool, that's a fantastic sequence. I need more of that. Yeah. Upon elsewhere. Um, I love the sequence when the mom reacts to her when he sees her in the bar. I was like, yeah, that's that's a cool, that's a cool scene. We need more of those. I think this movie, because it is by name Halloween ends. It fails at being a horror movie. It's not scary. There's it's a drama. For... It's a drama. Yeah, and so I think that is why a lot of people, me being one of them, have a hard time with this film. I feel like if you have never seen a Halloween film before, you probably will enjoy this. But like, hey, this was fine. As a Halloween fan, you're gonna like, what the fuck is this? Oh, I don't know that you would, because I. It's still just so dry, boring, it very dry. Yeah, it like is. it is just so until we like start getting these kills. It is just like, it's what are boring. come on? And yeah. it's just so like we get it. The town is pushing him to be bad. He had an accident, but you've made the accident so over the top and grotesque. You did. Had the kid got stabbed and survived, I would have been like, fair enough. Mm. had the kid be able like if you had the kid be alive and at one point be able to be like no guys i was young and i was doing a prank and he kicked open a door and he stabbed me in the stomach but you know it did cause my parents to get divorced but like we don't have to do this right like 
have somebody who's like fighting or even just give me the like the batman moment like give laurie a beat to be like you know kid i could have done the same thing you did i also had trauma but you know what i chose not to go on a killing spree yeah like have the like friends that were in that group like the girl for the most part seemed to be like hey we need to not both girls actually for the most part seem to not be doing like hey let's not do let's not do this especially the other girls like why do we throw them over the bridge and then they all kind of like, ah, well, you know, that's how it is. And Oops. Was, <laughs> right. <laughs> One of them should have spoken up. It is very, that's the problem with this film. It doesn't, it keeps doing these things where we'll, we'll, stip, we'll stip our toe in, but we won't go all the way. It's a supernatural. Is it not? Is it a drama? Is it not? Is it a horror film? Nope, it's not. It's none of those things. And that's why I think at the end of the day, it doesn't work for me because it tries to do a, juggling a bunch of different balls in the air and none of them land. I don't even mind the unhoused character who's like, I am Michael Myers. I've been bringing in people to kill. Why did he let you live? Give me more but, of that. But we never saw, like, he's just kind of in scenes. And I yeah. was like, we should have been like, he should have, why didn't we see him lure anyone? And why not trick the audience and have us be like, oh, is that Michael Myers? Right. Is he saying this because like, he's he... Michael Myers? Right. And for a brief moment, when we first saw him, I thought, oh, crap, is that, is that? Is I that also was like, oh, that? he's now just unhoused, right. maskless, trying to figure it out. Yeah. And then that went nowhere. As, right. as, many, as many things in this film. That's <laughs> the, the biggest problem with this movie is every time you're like, well, that's an interesting idea. It feels like instead of doing a full theme or story or idea with it, David Gordon Green was just like, see? <laughs> well, I think... It's for a radio me, host spreading misinformation. Get it? And I think for me, that is my overall big thing about this series as a whole. It kind of feels, and I'm going to probably piss some people off, but I kind of how I feel about the, the last Star Wars trilogy. It's just like, there isn't a story. Like, you made film to film and kind of like, we'll wing it. After the first one did really well, like, all right, cool. From this point on, we'll call it a day and see whatever. We throw at a wall, see what sticks. I was at the Comic-Con where they were like, kills and ends and i was like well they wouldn't choose these titles if they didn't have a have a those are great titles <laughs> and i think even when we did kills i was like you know what this wasn't great but this might just like maybe they're gonna stick this landing and now i'm like what were we doing this whole time yeah what were yeah. we because 20 it's like all the things in 2018 that i ignored because of the stuff i liked where i was like oh there is a lot of comedy and there are a lot of superfluous background characters and there isn't really a lot just kept getting more and more. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, whoever was holding back that stuff by the time we got here. They're like, let's go. Every character had to have an accent. Where does he think Haddonfield is on a map? Why are there Southern <laughs> accents and New York accents and people who just like watched Taxi Driver once? I was like, what are we all? And, and some Corey's mom sounds like she's doing like Venom's San Francisco accent. I was like, what are we, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, it's a shame because there's so much in it that I'm like, what a lot of promise. And man, when you wanted to, you made a good slasher movie. You just clearly didn't want to for like 90, 90. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also weird because I'm like, okay, we did a lot to avoid uh, the Rob Zombie Halloween movies. But Friday the 13th part five also is when people are like, this is bad. It should just be, why isn't it, it's, why not have Jason? I, I, and I was I, like, why did we also avoid that one? The idea that you stole this. This film reminds me a lot of uh, Freddy 2, um, Freddy's Revenge, because Freddy 
it, it's very different than any of the other Freddy films where it's like, all right, this person starts bringing Freddy into the real life. It's like, is this person Freddy or is this not? And it's subsequently gotten better looks as it's gone along. But I'm like, oh yeah, that handled it because you didn't have any of the original characters. You kind of did your own thing. You're like, all right, cool. That's the world we live in. I think that's what this would have done better at it. It's like, let's take a Freddy 2 page and like, Get the strobes out the way. Michael might even be we kill Michael or he's or if he's very much hampered or on the on the on the show, and let's do our own thing. Yeah. They chose to play this middle ground, and because of that, it is now pissing off a little bit of everybody. Yeah, because it, it is very much like, oh, if this was not a Halloween movie, I don't think I would be upset. I think right. I would just I think I would just be like, Yeah, it's just not scary. Yeah, it's not scary, but it's a it's a cool character study, but it's yeah, not, it's not scary. It's yeah, it's a good idea, but like yeah. crank up. All of it, I guess. Like, yeah, more kills, more tension, more scares. Because, like, I saw Smile the week before. It was like, well, this is how you do it. There are because, jump scares and tension, and this is about trauma too. And ooh, well, here's the thing: like, if you if you just made it about whatever you wanted, if you made it about Corey's story, then that means you don't have to spend your last twenty five minutes or twenty minutes on on Lori and and Michael finishing off their their final battle. You can remove that and then tell more of what you actually need to tell. But it felt like they had to tell that story and be like, oh, crap, this is a Halloween movie. We need to finish off what we started. Yeah. And that we've been marketing this movie as the final showdown and we have not had that. And, and neither of them have seen each other for the last hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> then we just have to like use the same ending where it's like, oh, all the rooms are lit and the boogeyman's gone. Yeah. And I was like, all right, fine. Like, okay, use the Halloween three font and do this and. Yeah, you're now both it. doing it, an homage, but you're also like, you've thrown out what made almost all three of these characters strong women and interesting. And you yeah, at you one point have Jamie Lee Curtis be like, you need someone who makes you want to grab your body and say, fuck Look, grief. And I was, yeah. like, I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> like, you, what? You change? Allison's a completely different character. So all of these women that we made, three strong women at the end, neither of them matter. Gone, one all dead. of them. No one no one yep. One of them's dead. One of them's returned to like an untraumatized, domesticated life, and one of them hates Lori. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and is like is on having these weird, long rebel without a cause bike scenes. Why yeah. did we need to do that twice? <laughs> Don't need why we two of those sequences. Don't know. <laughs> I just ah man, so many just like oh guys, you're so close, but you're just not there. Like finish finish your movie and yeah. then we can go tell this is like halloween begins yeah. if you had done halloween ends and then we just had a kid pick up the mask That'd i would be have been fine. like all right this makes sense i got it get the franchise yeah. away from michael myers we did that story cool yeah we get i get Jamie it off the board jamie the Curtis is off the board cool now we can continue on yeah you that all makes wanna... sense I, you know, in another five or six years, somebody else will have an idea. And now we get to watch these guys go do three exorcist movies. Joy. <laughs> Isn't that wild? <laughs> Isn't that nuts to think about? <laughs> That's another one that I'm like, I don't know that we need. This stands alone. I don't alone. know if I need that many films of exorcist. I kind of get the, the gist of it. I got it. Film. And you know what? We made a lot yeah. of exorcist movies between now and then. <laughs> There's so none of them, them. None of them have been as good as the exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know. This kind of Maybe feels like doing just, a Jaws uh, movie or Back to the Future, yeah. where I'd be like, I don't know that we need to do this. I think we, I think we got the point. I think we got it. Yeah, we got it. We nailed it that time. We really hit <laughs> home. I don't know that we need 
Oh man, it made less forty-one million. I mean, that's it, normal. You know, perfectly fine post-COVID Halloween. The less than the other two. Hills wasn't received well, so it had an effect on this box office. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I got it. Yep, third week of I think Smiles third yeah. weekend. Which I mean, that movie barely had a drop off in week two. That was great. No, it's it's holding strong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, and then you know, next week will be Black Adam, and that'll that'll be it. Yeah, like that'll be. It's interesting. It'll be interesting because we're we're in the we're in the spooky season. But I don't think when this all comes around between Black Adam, the George Clooney movie, and a couple other things, I don't think a horror movie is going to be at the top when Halloween actually hits around, which is weird. Smile, I could see Smile maybe coming back around. It might hang in. Um, yeah, but otherwise, yeah. I mean, that's all she wrote, and then I don't know. That's our show, guys. We'll be back next time. Yeah. Black Adam's coming. The DCEU is still going, I guess. Um, I, I want to say strong, but that's not the right word. Um, <laughs> like, in any context, is that the right word? <laughs> um, oof, there might not even be a DC next week based on how Zaslov's doing things. But, yeah, yeah. Some days you just wake up and Cartoon Network's gone, but we're not gone. So you should leave us a review on <laughs> leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play. Follow the show at Hollywood ADI. I'm at as always Blake. Terrence is at Terrence Tatum, and Terrence also operates and runs our YouTube channel. Hollywood already did it for TV show reviews and trailer reactions and everything else that's not on the podcast. And we also have our Marvel Pair Up Show, which will be finishing up She Hulk and lawyer movies very soon. And we will see everybody next week. 